Hello, conscious listeners, and welcome back to the podcast, Listen Carefully. I'm your host, Jen, and I'm here to help you unblock limiting beliefs around how you show up in a conscious way in relationship, in parenthood, in friendship, in all kinds of areas of life. And today, what I wanted to talk about was how we can feel so connected and we can feel so Um, interdependent and interwoven into our family systems, that families can be really complex. And I probably don't have to tell you that twice, right? But it's like that quote that says, you know, if you feel like you're enlightened, try to spend a weekend with your family. And what that refers to is that family is our greatest mirror and it's going to show us our biggest triggers, right? So if there's something that's going on in our family system, whether it's a person or a dynamic that's really bothering us, what that indicates is that that is a place that we could really benefit from releasing and learning from. And sometimes that doesn't always fit into the like criteria of what we want to hear more so than what we need to hear and probably are really nourished by receiving. So if somebody in my family is activating or upsetting or really pointing out a perspective that I do not like, it's likely that that is something within myself that I'm not willing to look at or acknowledge or even accept that it could be a possibility that that's how I'm feeling or that's how I'm operating in the world. Because of course, it's easier to project that onto somebody else, right? It's kind of like when we talk about blaming and shaming. If I point a finger at you and say that you're doing this and that, it's likely that when I point my finger at you, I have three fingers pointing back at me. And so it's, again, it's that concept of check yourself before you wreck yourself, right? If I'm complaining about the things that are going on, I better make sure I'm not participating in something similar or something of that nature. Because if I'm contributing to the thing that I don't like, then I have to acknowledge that I'm part of the problem and that I'm also part of the solution. And I always will be part of the solution. I get to create my own solutions. So in a world that's heavy right now and in a world that feels hopeless and hard and tragic and painful, I want to empower you to be the change. I'm speaking directly to you because you're the one with the power, right? If you're going to blame somebody else, or you're going to point out where other people are, you know, triggering you without fully claiming and taking ownership of how you feel, what that does is when you give the power to someone um, to make you feel bad, right? Then that also means that they have the power to make you feel good which is not great because how are you going to feel good on your own? How are you going to get to depend on yourself to fulfill yourself and show up in the way that you know you need? So when considering taking that accountability, taking that ownership, what we have to remember is that energy cannot be created nor destroyed. And what I mean by that is I cannot create feelings that aren't in authenticity or incongruent with my actions. So what that means is if I'm experiencing something and 
it's too vulnerable to say how I feel out loud, or I might perceive that I will be seen as weak if I say I feel sadness. If there are different obstacles in my way for saying how I feel, then I'm probably not going to be able to be congruent in my action with my internal feeling state. And as a result, then I might be sitting on a lot of energy. If I'm in an experience where I feel extremely left out, or if I'm in an experience where I feel really sad and really disconnected, and I'm experiencing intense grief and loss, it's usually going to be hard to bring a voice to all of those things because one, I might be overwhelmed, two, I might be feeling out of control, and three, I may not like the fact that I'm experiencing all of those feelings simultaneously. It might be overload. It might be too much. It might be easier if I blame my feeling states onto someone else. It might be easier if I avoid if I check out, if I walk away, right? We can see how all of those patterns that might've kept us safe or served us in the past, we might see how that would benefit us to take the easy way out, right? But what this also offers is a beautiful opportunity to rise to the occasion in the sense that you get to be brave for the first time, maybe ever, And to have the courage to say, listen, I feel extremely left out. Listen, I don't want to tell you this this thing because I don't want you to think any less of me. I feel sad, right? I feel disconnected and I feel like I'm never going to get to connect. And the way that I feel right now feels so helpless and I feel alone, right? To be able to say those things, maybe like to the mirror to yourself is hard. And then to say those things in relationship is even harder, right? What if I say those things and I'm not accepted? What if I say those things and people leave me? What if I say those things and people don't like who I am, right? There's such a risk associated with us being authentic in our true nature and such a risk with us saying how we really feel. We don't want to offend anybody. We don't want anybody's feelings to get hurt. We don't want to rock the boat. We don't want to be provocative. Well, guess what? All of those things that we don't want to do by trying not to do them are happening anyway. And as we've seen, it doesn't work. It's not currently working for us. It's not a solution-oriented place that offers consciousness and choice. It's usually associated with pain and prolonged delaying, not, you know, making decisions, pushing things back, right? It's like when we stay stuck like that, it turns into toxicity It compounds, the stress builds, it turns into anxiety, it turns into depression. And when we sit on all of this energy that just wants to come out and be fully released, fully expressed, and fully accepted, we start to manifest different symptoms that show up in our life, right? They're going to be constant reminders. And if we don't know how to 
find a place that will help us hold the space for who we are. Or if we don't learn how to release our emotions, we're going to have problems. We're going to be, you know, creating more pain than there was originally just by letting old feelings fester and just letting that energy build. I might've mentioned this before, but when we have a feeling and we suppress it and we don't let it move, when we don't let the energy in motion flow, it's like pushing a beach ball under the water. Sure, you can do it. Sure, yeah, okay, I see that you can do that. But is it sustainable long-term? I'm not so confident that it is. And this is the one thing that parents need a lot of help with is, okay, Jen, I've never been taught to feel my feelings. I don't know how to do it. I only know how to do it in a way that's isolating and disconnected. And what I want to share with you, the relief in that is that you do not have to do it alone. You get to seek out a therapist who has been trained and educated to hold the space for you in a neutral place, right? You can seek out those resources. You can find what's helpful and workable for you. You can find a place where someone neutral can hold how you feel. And that's incredibly encouraged, but it's also maybe not realistic if that's not within somebody's value set. It may not be a value for somebody to attend therapy because when you commit to a process, you commit to yourself unconditionally. And how often do we do that, right? I'm not so sure that we're so unconditional with ourselves. We need others to show us that before we're able to do it for ourselves. It's the same way kids need us to validate their feelings before they learn that they can go on and do that themselves. And so the big message today is I want you to be gentle on yourself. If you've realized you're at a point in your development And in your chronological age, that this feels overwhelming, like I would just encourage you to stay open and stay curious because I know that emotional work and emotional attendance and emotional tolerance is certainly not something that happens overnight. And knowing that in advance will help you to be with yourself. And just remember, if you're wanting all kinds of things to be different, if you're in an argument with reality, and if you're having a hard time accepting how things currently are, I want you to start with yourself. And I want you to be the change that you wish to see in the world sorry, we can't change anybody else. Maybe it would be more convenient if we could. Well, gosh, if we could, (laughs) we wouldn't have to feel our own feelings. And that would be a total rescue because then we wouldn't have to participate fully in accountability, right? And so something I like to recommend for people to start is to take a look at yourself in the mirror, Take a look at yourself and start to bring a voice to the ways that you're showing up and the things that you're feeling. You might stand in front of the mirror and say, 
I am committed to self-sabotaging myself. I am committed to feeling unworthy, right? So when you meet yourself where you actually truly are, rather than lie to yourself about where you truly are, or, you know, not want to acknowledge where you truly are, right? When we skip over the fact that actually I'm going to meet myself where I truly am. When we lean into that, that is where we see the most growth and change because we can actually measure where we're starting from and where we're set to go. So when you start to look at yourself and you start to say, wow, I'm really committed to beating myself up. Wow, I'm really committed to playing the victim. Wow, I'm really committed to being avoidant. Wow, it's really easier for me to check out and distance myself rather than to lean into the discomfort right? When we start to bring the awareness to the patterns we're showing up in, painful they may be, but they will get to magnify what it is that we really want, right? It's not until we get to see how we currently are before we can then say, okay, this is what I want to be different. And this is how I want to show up as the difference. Because for example, with parenthood, The whole time you are grieving the life that you wish you had, right? You're grieving the kids you wish you had because it's likely that you're not the parent you thought you would be. And it's likely that your kids aren't the kids you thought that they would be. You have these expectations, these dreams, these fantasies of how you want things to look. And I'm here to tell you That if things are not how you want them to look, you best be feeling those feelings. You better be confronting yourself with your disappointments, with your frustrations, with your pain, and with your discomfort, because that is the only power you have when you're feeling powerless, when you're feeling like you're out of control, when you're feeling like threatened by other ways of being or by having to look at your shadow pieces or having to accept that maybe your children have more to teach you than you have to teach them in certain circumstances. Like getting to feel that insecurity of what if I don't know how this is going to go? What if I don't know how this is going to look, right? And this may come in really intense forms. And my clue to you is that In order to decrease the intensity, we must increase our awareness to feeling. I'm sorry, but that is the only way around it. I'm sorry, but feeling is the only way through. We cannot buy our way through feeling. We do not have the privilege to skip over it. It's something that must be handled and held and dealt with. Otherwise, what we know to happen is that it's just going to get bigger. And this is why it's important now to practice feeling sadness, why it's important now to practice naming your emotions, right? If you want to start with yourself and start to say them to yourself in the mirror, that's amazing. If you're ready for the next level, start to say how you feel in front of others, 
start to come from a place of ownership and accountability where you can fully say, I statements, I feel upset. I feel like I want a different connection. I feel like I wanted something to be different. I wanted this to happen. It didn't happen. And I feel devastated. It's always coming back to I because I am the only one I have control over. And I'm really sorry, but it's going to come with feelings. It's going to come with a whole host of new, different ways of being. And if we cannot be with ourselves, then I'm sorry, but discomfort is the ticket. Discomfort is the price it takes to get to the other side, to get to the joy, to get to the promise, to get to the the fruits that we're bearing, right? We must travel through the muck in order to say what it is that we want, in order to know what it feels like to then appreciate the contrast. And what I want to offer you this week is please be gentle. You know, if, if feelings are happening in an intense way, allow yourself the compassion that they're not just happening for no reason and allow yourself the compassion and extend yourself the warmth that they're perhaps happening because of extreme grief and loss or of being really sensitive, which is a great thing. Being a big feeler and being a deep, compassionate person is a huge deal. It's a powerful deal. And so just knowing that there is nothing wrong with you and that you get to have the feelings you have about the lack of connection or the lack of belonging and that 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 is okay. And you may feel alone in it and you may feel upset in it and you may feel like nobody understands you. And that is okay. Because the willingness to be misunderstood and the willingness to have your own back is what is going to get you through. So stick with it, stay with your intensity, and you might need to hold yourself by the hand and you might need to guide yourself through these different steps, through the process to really let yourself be who you are. Allow yourself to be in your truth, right? There is no shame in being you. There's none. Because you are. You are who you are. You're flawless. The flaws come when we start to change who we are. When we start to become someone we're not. When we start to fit in. When we try to be different. And when it's not meant for that. So... Let me know this week if you need any support. Let me know how I can support you. And I'm going to wish you well. You've got this. I know times are tough. I know that the days are heavy. And I want to offer you a load off. I want you to let some of that go. And I want you to give yourself the permission that it is okay to show up however you are even if you're not ready to let the load off, right? Even if you're 
still carrying around the emotional weight to know that there is an option to let it go, even if you aren't ready to let it go quite yet. So I wanted to offer some love, some support, and some gratitude, and I wish you well. Take good care this week, and I will see you on the flip side.